the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast, where we help agents get their first five deals. Well, hello, friends. This is Jennifer Henry joining and hosting you again for another wonderful episode of the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast. I say it's a wonderful episode because the last few episodes I've done have been just me talking and sharing things that are on my heart. This one is going to be an interview, and I always enjoy the opportunity to bring a different voice to our audience. And Not only a successful, different voice, but also a beautiful soul who really loves to share what she's done. She's a powerhouse. Wait till you hear the story from this incredible human. So let's go ahead and get started today. My guest today's name is Estella Parrott. Hi, Estella. Hey, how are you? I'm so great. And I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you for joining us. It took us a minute to get on this episode because You've had a lot going on and life is busy, but you made time for this. So I just want to say on behalf of our audience, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today and share some of your particular genius with us. (laughs) Now, Estella is with EXP in St. Augustine, correct, Estella? Yes. Okay. That's St. Augustine, Florida. And Estella, how long have you been in the business? Uh, I thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm honored, by the way. Well, (laughs) I'm honored too. Um, I have been in business for about three years and a half. I'm from Brazil, and I came to Brazil in 2010 and to pursue new opportunities and things, you know, like we migrate to other countries. And um, here, I went to the school of the University of UAB in Birmingham to get my BA in early childhood education. I had no idea. I never even heard about real estate before. I never thought it would be possible for me. Like it never crossed my mind. And when I moved to Jacksonville uh, almost four years ago, I, I, I just believe that there is a purpose for everything that you do. And my ex-mother-in-law uh, wanted to sell her condo. And I saw the realtor and I saw her working. And then I, I, I don't know, I just fell in love. And then I, I thought it was like, okay. It looked easy at first when we are from the outside. It looked so easy, but it wasn't. And that's how I said, okay, I think I, I can do that too. You know, so because I have a teaching degree, I love to be teaching people. And that's the, my main clientele are first-time buyers. I I am passionate about teaching them, stepping, walking hand-on-hand um, with the people that don't know that owning a home could be possible. Um, there are so many clients that I... And, you know, it, it takes time to get them ready. But when we dedicate ourselves to really show that we care for them and that is not only a transaction, we're not just after that commission is about the relationship we can build with them. That's what brings so much reward to my heart. Knowing that I am guiding that person to make one of the most important purchase of their lives. You know, we don't, we, we sell, I don't say we sell homes, but it's like we sell um, 
a family gonna live there you know it's so many dreams come from your house and is the place that you sleep is the place that you build your life and that's why a home is so important you know it's so more than just a sale you know and you know for those watching that aren't just listening you can see the passion and that was what really struck me so Estella and I met a couple of months ago we were introduced to each other through Melissa Cruz, who is my partner here at Game Changer. And Melissa said, you need to meet Estella. She's got a lot of really great things going on. In fact, she could use some agents to help her with her business. So she and I met a few months ago and I sat across from her and just thought, wow, what an impressive human that can overcome a lot of adversity and still succeed at a very high level in the realm of real estate and in life. And so that was what really struck me. So Estella, you you came in, you saw it in action. You said, I want to do that for myself. You shifted gears and you started, you got your license. So tell us what happened next. Okay, so uh, so then I moved to Jacksonville and then I was studying to, to take the course, got my license and okay, how do you start in a place that you don't know anyone? You know, so I know that my brokerage would provide us a few leads. So I started from that. I started like prospecting, going to business places and meeting people and putting myself out there. Um, that part is very important because if you are not seen, you're, you're never going to be used. You know, people are never going to think of you. You got to be, on, you know, out there. So... For my first year, I set a goal of selling five homes. I thought five homes were so many. And I was like, oh, this is this is a not very reachable goal, you know. But I'm gonna set for myself five homes. Maybe I can I can do it, you know. And while I was doing that on my first year, I sold nine homes while working 40 hours a week because I was still teaching. It was really hard uh, for me at the beginning to just jump into real estate right away without, you know, the money to keep it going. Um, so I was like, I'm going to do this and then try to manage. But I sold nine homes on the first year, working 40 hours. And then I was like, OK, if I know if I sold nine, maybe if I'm not doing that, I can double this. But to be honest with you, it took a little bit of time for me to do the transition. Um, I kind of had that little fear in my heart. But as the business started getting busy and busy, and I was like, you know what? I am a very faithful person in God. And, and I believe that he's always has a purpose for us. And if because I cannot only trust on myself, but to the opportunities that he created and put it in my path for me. So I, after losing my dad, I told myself, um, I want to try this. I love doing this. Why am I going to be wasting time doing something that is taking time away from what I love to do? So what I did, I decided to quit my job. And my boss, my previous boss was like, I can't believe that this door is always open for you. What are you going to be doing? And I was like, I really love real estate. This is what I see myself doing. 
um, with my life and to my clients. So I needed to dedicate more time. So first year, nine homes, second year, 10 homes, also working uh, 40 hours. And then the third year now, which was when I quit fully, I set myself the goal of, okay, let me sell. I'm going to put 25 homes, you know? And I thought that was, oh my gosh, how am I going to say 25 homes? It's, it's a lot of homes. So right now I reached the mark of 22 uh, for this year alone, like, and I'm not even counting um, from the date I quit. I'm counting from January to now. Wow. So you need, you really need to put your mind into things and, and trust the process and giving your best to your client. Don't, don't just look at the transaction, like I mentioned before, as, as it's just as a transaction. The client will know when you care for them when you were teaching them. And I'll tell you this, that most of the clients that I got this year were referral from clients that I served the year before. And once you do a great job and really care for your clients, they will send you clients. They will talk about you. Oh, my realtor is Stella. And there are so many clients, they're already on their second home. You know, so guided them not only to buy their home, but to create a knowledge of what is behind real estate. You know, what can you do with real estate? Some people can invest, some people can have, you know, rental properties, some people can, you know, unlock a key of opportunities that real estate can offer them. Oh, absolutely. And that's what gives me the motivation of like, you know, you can do this, you know, you can do this, and they love it. So when I say about a hand on hand is really guiding them, not just getting their pre-approval and say, okay, let's find a house. No, it's caring for them. Can you really, can you really purchase this home? Does really fit on your budget, you know, because you want them to be able to afford, you know, the homes. And then right now people are mentioning about the rates and how things are difficult right now. But if you put your work out there, if you know how to guide them, through every season of the market, they still are going to buy, you know, show them not to be scared because the market always going to change. And the ones that stay strong are the ones that really hustle, you know, a lot of things that worked for me at the beginning was open houses. I didn't know anybody. So what I need to do, I sat on an open house every weekend until I met clients until I met people until I put my face out there I didn't have any listing to do open house so I was on the MLS calling agents from other brokerages asking them can I do an open house on your house this way we can bring people put you know on the top of the list on the MLS their open house on that place and and then you create relationships with other people too but also putting yourself out there because if you don't, if you just, you know, from home calling, you need to put your face out there. You go to the grocery store, you, you know, ask how the person is doing and blah, blah, blah. And then you go in there and you already introduce yourself, you know, ask about them. And that's the thing that people get lost sometimes is because they just talk about the transaction, about buying a house, you know, ask about them, about their life. Listen to what they're saying to you. You know, sometimes a person lost a parent, sometimes 
uh, person is coming here to the Mayo Clinic to do treatment, like care for them, you know, because this is what set us apart. There are so many realtors are out there. We need to do the 1% that other people are not, the other 99% of the people are not doing, you know, that's what set us apart to a successful career and for this amazing career be possible for us without putting us away from the business, you know, having to get extra jobs to maintain. It is possible. There are people out there shopping right now, you know, and there are people that wait for markets like this to buy, you yeah. know, and you need to be out there and looking for these people that can afford a little bit more, that are looking for, you know, this market because they have more opportunities. They have a lot, they are able to get seller concessions because when the rate goes down, we are all on that crazy, you know, market again until people are, you know, waving everything to yeah. be able to even buy a home that is so much more expensive than it would be in a market like we have right now. Well, you've, you've said it beautifully. And in, in that short amount of time, we've heard about some of the key components of success. I want to point out for everyone that's tuning into this, that Estella has overcome tremendous adversity. If you really look at your situation, you're new to Jacksonville. English is your second language. How long have you lived in the United States? Right now, 13 years. Okay. Moved here from another country. English is second language, moved to Jacksonville and had a full-time job. So all of these things are reasons, Estella, why many real estate agents tell me they cannot be successful or why they won't take a leap. Those are all reasons. Don't Maybe I don't speak English well. Maybe I'm new to the area. I have another job. But you've had all of those, plus you lost your father, I heard you mention. And I'm sure life has shown up in many other ways for you. And you went from nine sales to 10 sales to 22 sales. And the year's not even over yet. And you're not even counting it from the beginning. So I think that's incredible. And that was the main fundamental reason I wanted you to join here because so many agents that get their license don't ever renew it. You've, re you, you've beat the odds. But so many that have a full-time job will never get out of that trap to get to the point where they take the leap of faith. So I have a very simple question for you. Would you have ever been able to sell 22 plus homes if you had had your nine to five job? No, it would not be possible. So it's just like a, it was a number thing and also taking the leap of faith. And believing in myself, you know, I had to believe that I could do it because um, I am a single mom and I don't have any other source of income. And I had that fear. I'm not going to lie. I had the fear. If I don't make this work, how am I going to eat? You know, how I'm going to pay for, you know, for my things, how I'm going to make the real estate. Because, you know, people don't know this, but we put a lot of money into yeah before even making a commission, yeah. you know, but I had a strategy of seeing the numbers. Okay. I'm just growing now. I'm five and then to nine. And then, you know, and then 
I started looking on the things because from the first home, from the first year was nine homes. From the second, I set myself a goal of selling 15, which I actually had 16 under contract, but five fell apart. Mm-hmm. Then I created a strategy. What happened through those on those five deals that that I lost those deals? So it was because I didn't ask enough, you know, about my clients. It was because the financial wasn't there because I didn't do a better screening, you know. So we always need to reassess what did we do wrong because there are a lot of things that happen. We don't know everything. You know, mistakes will happen. Our job requires a lot of hands, you know, title company work, the other list, the other salesperson working, buyers, sellers, lenders. There's so much involved for us to get to that table, get to that key. You know, so, but then I saw that the numbers were just growing and growing. I was like, okay, if I'm doing this, I was coming home from work and showing houses at the end of the day, sometimes at night when we have these time changes. And then I, I was like, I, and, and working all Saturdays and all Sunday. And I was like, I cannot do this because right now what I'm doing as a permanent job, like my current job is hurting my business. And I want this business. So between your want and between I can make it happen, you need to draw and and visualize everything that you want. When I wrote it down last year in December where I do my business planning for next year, which I set 40 houses for next year already, it's okay. If I double it, you know, like I can make it work. You know, if I reach everyone that bought a house with me, last year or this year that can send me a person which they always do they always will talk about you you know and then this business is possible uh, I'm also a mentor myself too I know that every knowledge that we gain I had an amazing mentor which was Melissa and I just found out the other day that I was one of the first mentees that she had. Wow. And she was amazing. And I was like, I didn't even notice That's you awesome. that you are my first. I was one of your first mentees. She made it look so easy. And she was pushing it and, and seeing in myself that I could do it. And we had this call because it was so many trials I had, you know, my dad passing away the same week, also a divorce. It was, it was tough, you know, didn't have my stories. Like I call it a testimony, you know, didn't have a place to live, didn't have a car, you know, and it was so many things that could go wrong. And then I had that in myself. I am going to make this work. And then in four months, I talked to Melissa. She was always encouraging me. And she was like, I know you say you were going to quit, but when did you do your plan? And then I did the plan and I visualized it and I set the date to be my dad's birthday. And then I quit with my heart, like, you know, and then from then on, I could never imagine that the 20 and I had right now this year, if it's some of my deals that hadn't fall through, I would sold 30 homes. Wow. Wow. And your goal, yes. and your yes. goal is 40 next year. My, my goals for this year was, was 25. And one was my buyer just gave up, didn't want to pursue. And then deals that fell through, you know, but I do everything to save them too. Yeah. 
you yeah. know? Well, I love how you said that you, you know, when you have a deal that falls apart, I love how you put that, you took ownership of that. You know, a lot of times agents will blame the market, they'll blame the brokerage, they'll blame the customer. But I'm a firm believer that if you're the leader of the transaction, then you have to take the ownership first. And what did you miss? What did you not ask? You know, what, what did you not do that you should have done that could have potentially, if it didn't save the deal, maybe caused you to not take it to begin with. I mean, there's always that, right? Of course, we don't have a crystal ball, so we don't know. But I love that your perspective of learning. So this year, Estella, as you're building your business plan, are you building in a fallout? So meaning if you want to close 40, you know, you have to go under contract for 50 or whatever. Have you built it out that way this year? Um, not yet. I I just set the goal for myself and then I go after those people, you know, like past clients, new clients. I love first-time buyers. Um, I think I think everybody from this, it was just a couple of buyers that I had that was previous clients, but most of them were first-time buyers. Wow. I, I just love it to sit down and but I build my pipeline and then I go hitting client by client. I have a lot of people already that wanted to buy this year. So then I assess, you know, that I do an assessment with them, a consultation. What do we need to do? I take a look, you know. I also ask a lender, a preferred lender, to assess the taxes and see if the person is, you know, to, you know, save a little bit more. What is it's the key is to prepare them. You know, because a lot of people give up on buyers because they were not, they are not ready at that moment. You know, their clients, they are preparing them for two years. Yeah. Well, you're, that's the teacher in you. That is the teacher that says, I, you know, cause it is an education, especially if it's a first time home buyer, it is an absolutely an education about what, what is coming and, and the predictability. And when people know they'll go clarity is power. Sometimes people just need to see it. And if you enjoy that educational piece like you do, that can be fun for you, but also really good for them to set them up for success. Yes. And that's what I do in my consultation too. The importance of, you know, you talk sometimes a lead that is online, set the appointment, you know, talk to them. If the person is in another state, set a Zoom call, let them put a a name to your face. Yeah. You know, and then kind of get to know you and a little bit of your personality because you were just a voice on the other line, you know, and yeah. you, we need to win them. You, yeah. We need to win them. We need to care for them. So I, I love what I do. And I know it's hard for new agents uh, right now, you know, but every market will have the, their own difficulties, you know, like. When we were on the market that the rates were 2%, we couldn't have an offer accepted, right. you know? So every market will bring its own challenge. Wait a minute. So you got your license during COVID? Yes. Oh, see, I'm just now putting the math together. So let's add that to your list of challenges because <laughs> the COVID market, some people said it was the world's best market. I've been in real estate for 20 years. It, I, I, I detested it. I thought that it was an unfair, unbalanced frenzy of a market that lends itself to a lot of malpractice and mm-hmm. 
really doesn't make an agent showcase any of their true skills. So you made it through that. And this year, which by the way, for our listeners is the end of 2023. So we are fully into a balancing type market again. All right. So your best year was in a skills-based market, which is what we're in. That says a lot about you. So you made it through that. Yes. So you you quit your job. You've you've excelled, and I heard, I hope everyone heard her say that. She really looked at it as this was this was what she had to do. Like I'm going to make it. I believed in myself, and she did take the leap of faith. And you did hear it, guys. You heard it here. She never would have crossed that threshold into the double digits beyond and beyond like she has if she had been held back by her nine to five, which is the common issue that we see with most people. So you had to take a leap of faith. Yes, I did. First, you always have to trust yourself. I never saw myself at six figures. Never, 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 never. It would would not even like a personal, you know, a personal um, goal, you know, and then I made it possible my first year. You know, because I call this year my first year, you know, my first year just doing this, you know, just putting everything will work and all work. Reassess yourself every end of the year. What can you do different? You know, what can you bring to the table that is different? I it was a challenge because I during COVID, it was really hard. But I thought this year was easier than COVID times. Isn't that interesting? which a lot of buyers were there. I want to buy because of the rates. But then we were like, you were paying 100K more for a housing that is not even worth it. And it's just trying to show them the beauty of real estate that every market you are able to buy. My thing is with my clients, can you afford it in this market? You know, do the numbers with them. Maybe we can shop for a first home that will be more into your budget, Instead of buying something that is so expensive, we can always refinance later. Teach them because they will always tell you, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. The market's going to crash. That's what a lot of people were saying during COVID. All these things are happening. This market is going to crash. Look at Jacksonville right now. Yeah, no, it's great. Jacksonville three years ago. Yeah. More homes and more homes. Yeah. I'm just talking about like right now, I was reading an article the other day, just New York itself. We got 279,000 people from New York moving into Jacksonville. Yep. Just from New York. Yeah. You know? Well, so, I mean, if you, if you look at your business, you know, you've been in the business. So you've closed 30, no, 40 homes, more or less 40, 40 to 50 homes you've written contracts for in your career. So you got 10, 20, 40, let's just say 45 to 50 homes. So what's interesting, and you guys hear this, is that, you know, three years ago, she didn't know any of these people, not a soul. She didn't know any one of these people. And now three years later, she's got all those sales on the books. These are people she never knew before, right? Yes, never. Never knew these people. So New city, new state. New city, new state, new everything. So just think about that. I, I really want that to sink in. You don't have to be, you know, uh, Miss Congeniality and be be Miss Socialite in order to really find customers. These were people she did not know and in a year converted to, to a sale. One year nine, one year 10, and then 22. And so between 10 and 22, you've doubled your business, over doubled because you wrote more contracts. 
So quitting your job and going full-time into this in your year one, which is what you're calling this year, you more than doubled your business. Yeah, that's incredible. And then if you look at your event now or to next year, it will happen again, which is incredible. I mean, truly, truly incredible. So if there was one thing that you had to share with someone listening right now that's in a nine to five and has a real estate license or is thinking about getting their real estate license, but can't fathom what it would take to do this, what would you, what would, what advice would you give them as far as, as far as going full-time into real estate? First, it's to believe in yourself because we're just not going to make a decision based on emotions. Study your money a little bit and save, save before you make the step so you are able to maintain the business because you know we have expenses up front. So save for a little bit in order to do that transition. If you are able to go part-time, go part-time and then until you do the full transition, you know, because for me, I had the summers off and that's when I make the click. I'm going to take the summer off and I'm not going to come back anymore, which I didn't want to do that to my students too. So I wanted them to finish with me and then they would, I just would not see them anymore. Um, but it's just truly believing yourself that if you got your license, it's to ask yourself, why did I get this license for? Why yeah. am I going here? Why? It's just because a lot of people say that realtors make money. You know, what is what is the main goal that you have your license? Yeah. Ask yourself, why am I doing this for? Yeah. Because that would be the main point where you, you will get all that hunger, you know, to make the business work because yeah. it's not just about the money. We no. lose deals. We, you know, sometimes we need to put our commissions into it to make it happen. It's what is, why is the main reason you was, you were doing this for? Yeah. Because if, if it is for really to own the business, because this is the key, you need to own your business, not your business running you. You know, and sometimes working full time and then doing the business at night, you will be so tired. And then by the end of the day, you are going to give up on, on one thing. You can never be 100% in two things. One thing is going to suffer. You can only give you 100% in one only thing. And I know we're, we're a woman. I'm talking just as a, as a woman. And we can do a lot of things, <laughs> you know, take care of the house, kids and everything. But when it comes to a business, we need to give our 100% to our business. Otherwise, it will suffer. And then we will get frustrated because we are not selling. We are not, you know, making the money and we are spending more than is coming in. And that's where people... You know, look at the statistic of realtors. They really make it through through the first year. Yeah. Like you said, they never renew their license. Yeah. Huh? Well, and, and I think, you know, we have we have a lot of, and, and I keep it really very real on this podcast. And I think anyone that has listened knows that I talk about the failure rate a lot. And I also talk about the fact that there's a lot of people with a license and a lot of people making zero money. So don't be, don't, there's a reason for that. The reason is it's not easy and it does take all of you. And so, you know, you have a good point about the hundred percent of you. 
you know, and this applies to, it's a, it's practical. It applies to anything, anything that you give a hundred percent of yourself to is going to get traction over something that you're giving a fractured portion of yourself to. And one of the probably biggest tragedies of our industry is that most agents are fractured in their business. They're giving just whatever they have left to it. And not only is it making them suffer and their families suffer, but it's making the customer suffer, you know, because the, the, they're not able to be responsive to their customers. They're not able to be responsive to other realtors when they're calling. You know, I have an agent here in my office who's writing an offer with an agent in a different company and he submitted the offer and never even got a confirmation. He got it. And it was pretty new listing on the market. And it's like, I know why he's not that busy. He's this other agent. He's just not treating it like a business. I'm assuming. Okay. He's just not treating it like a business. Like, you know, it's, he probably doesn't have time. He's probably got another job, you know? So these are the things I think of. So your point is that, and and it's well taken. And I hope that everyone hears that you're going to, you have to give this a hundred percent. If you want it to cover a hundred percent of your life's expenses and if you want 100% results, if you want what they have on HGTV, if you want what Estella has and you want to build a life, it's going to require all of you. I have yet to meet, well, there's one person, but of the hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds, if not thousands of agents I have talked to in my career, I have yet to meet a person who has a nine to five who also has a real estate career that's making more money than their nine to five. It's one or the other. It's one or the other always. And, you know, but in, in a hundred percent of the times when they go all in with their own personal belief, I shouldn't say hundred percent, nine times out of 10, it works out in their favor because that leap of faith is you telling this business, I'm serious. I'm all in. It's a hundred. Here's a hundred percent on a silver platter. Let's go do this thing. You're perfect evidence of that. I think it's admirable. <laughs> someone yeah, like you. And add in. And I, and when I heard your story the first time, I didn't realize you were new to Jacksonville either. That adds a whole other layer of excuses that you could use. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. So it's, not just, it's not just being new to the area. You know, of course we needed to do our homework too, but it's also knowing what you want with yeah. the business, asking yourselves, you know, why did you got your license in the first place? Yeah. Because if it is just, I want to make some extra money, it's not oh, going to yeah. work. No, not- you know, Estella, I, when I talk to new agents, sometimes they may have a nine to five, or maybe they're just getting into this business and they'll say, I just want to sell one a month. And I'm like, one a month is full-time work. Yeah. One a month is not it's not the average, it's above, it's well above the average real estate career. Do you agree with that? Yes. I want two a month. (laughs) Yes. Two, three, four a month is where the, is where the big life starts to happen. Two and three and four and beyond a month is also the, the part where you have to start treating this like a real business. Mm -hmm. It can't just be a hobby or a side hustle. I mean, you could probably do one a month, and be a side hustle and from a time commitment, but two to three. I mean, what do you think about the time commitment? 
No, yes, you have to put a lot of time into it. And then you don't want, like you said, you don't want it to get clients that you're never going to respond to. You don't want to be too busy because then when you get busy, you don't want your business to suffer because you are so busy. So yeah. that's an importance of a time management. I, I like to take my vacations. I have um, an amount of money that I wanted to make monthly and then I work towards that goal. So you have to set a lot of things like you have to sit down and study your business. Like the same way that I talk about is study what went wrong. You know, when I saw, okay, most of this deal fell apart because I didn't know about this. Didn't know this person was married, legally married, and the husband needed to sign, didn't want to sign. I didn't know this person had money at home and wanted to use for the sale and wanted to deposit the money. A number of things. So then we learn. And then when I assess them, I create documents. Clients that bought a car the week of closing, you know, and then it goes from a series of things because they don't know. They don't know. We don't want our clients to act on on a place where they do not know. So ask as many questions as you can learn about them because that check at the end, it will be much more worth it if you did a well done job, you know, and not just I don't, this client not wanting to look at you again or never will refer you again. Yeah. Or you may never want to look at them again. <laughs> I mean, there are those, right? I mean, few and far between, but yeah, you know, the, um, the buyer consultation that I do that I teach here is I call it, it's the accumulation of all the things I did wrong that I share with my agents so they can use my personal experience to prevent some of the things from happening. Cause I didn't really have that in the beginning. I kind of just had to learn by trial and error. And I mean, and I think we all do to some degree, but man, if you've got someone that can come alongside you and be like, Oh, watch out for this and watch out for that. That's always helpful. And I'm glad that you had that mentor, you know, as well. And Melissa and I, I, that's, that's why I do what I do because I really didn't feel like I had that in the beginning and had to learn a lot of things, you know, and if anybody's heard my story, it was, I quit for a cup for two years because I was just so frustrated, but Estella, you are a shining example of what is possible when someone puts their mind to what they want, will take the time to evaluate why they're doing what they do. will set really strategic goals and then ultimately believe in themselves. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want to say thank you for sharing your story here today. So Everyone, keep an eye out for this girl right here. She is on fire. And next year, I believe firmly that she will hit her goals for next year, doubling her business yet again. So Estella, thank you so much for coming and sharing with us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. We'll have to do it again next year to see how you do. We'll do a follow-up. We will. Thank you so much, Jenny. You're welcome. I hope that our audience has enjoyed hearing from Estella. She is, uh, well, actually, Estella, why don't you tell our audience how they can find you on social media or however you want people to reach out to you? Okay. Uh, So my social media, my my Instagram is Estella Parrot Realtor. And then it's just my name. And it's super easy to find. And Estella is with one L. Yes, one L. One L. And with is Estella. Estella. And then the parrot is two R's, two T's. Yes. 
Yeah. So an interesting name from Brazil, beautiful person, beautiful inside and out, and just a light in the real estate community for what's possible. So thank you, Estella, again. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, listen, everyone, enjoy this episode, share it with others, get inspired. You know, I mean, the whole reason we do these episodes and these pod, this podcast is to share other people's stories so that you can hear inspiration and you can hear you in her story and in the stories of the guests that we bring onto the show. We appreciate our audience. We love your feedback. So if you will do me a favor, share this podcast with someone. Also, if you want to hop on and give us a up to five-star review on this podcast and tell us what you enjoyed about it, that would be amazing and would help us spread the word with what we're doing here at the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast. Don't forget that pretty much every single Tuesday, we have a new episode. Sometimes we get to bring rock stars on like Estella, and sometimes you just get to hear from plain old me. Either way, we're going to bring you all we got. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our library of great resources for you at GameChangerRealty.com.